0: Where do you keep the stack of books you plan to read? I have a couple of them in my room, on my desk, and some even make it onto my bookshelf. As a podcast host, I'm often sent really interesting books by potential or confirmed guests. I also join book launch teams to support friends and colleagues, and each time, that's another book added to the long list of books I have every intention of reading. Until recently, it really was more intention than action. Then I had a conversation with Heidi Weber, a certified life coach with a unique framework using books and reading. And she suggested making a list of 10 books I wanted to read and make a note next to each about why I wanted to read it. For instance, When, The Scientific Secrets of Perfect Timing is a great book by Daniel Pink on his cutting edge research and data on timing, which he synthesized into a fascinating readable narrative. The purpose behind reading this book is to help me plan my schedule better and to contribute to my personal growth. Purpose makes intentions much more likely to manifest into action. That's where the magic of a quarterly goal-setting workbook comes in. I co-created this free resource with Heidi to help you create momentum throughout the year and leverage your limited time. For each quarter, there is a section where you list 10 books that you want to read and why you want to read it. What is the purpose of reading it? your challenge for this week. Download the Magic of Quarterly Goal Setting Workbook and fill in the quarter one section, including the books you plan to read. To help you make the most of this free resource, I recently hosted a masterclass with Heidi to guide you through filling out the pages for each quarter. Listen to the replay and use that time to get started filling out the workbook. Try this and let me know how it goes. Now onto this week's show. Today's guest is a Freedom Hacker. She helps freedom-seeking entrepreneurs stand out, captivate their audience's attention, and monetize their authentic brands online. She is a personal branding and online business strategist. From a standing start in May 2014, she's grown her email list and combined social media followings to over 200,000 people. Online entrepreneurs widely regard her Facebook group, the Freedom Hackers Mastermind, as one of the most supportive places on the internet. She currently has over 5,000 students enrolled in her courses. Please join me in welcoming Kimra Luna.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me today. Super pumped to be here.
0: Kimra, thank you so much for joining me from your office in New York City. As you know, this is a podcast about networks and um, leadership. So the the, basic idea is that I want to talk about networking and relationship building, but the context, well, there needs to be one. And for me, the context is leadership. So tell me, how do you define leadership and when did you realize you had the skills to lead?
1: I define leadership as being able to inspire people to take some sort of action. I don't really see it as like, oh, you have to like be some strict boss or, I mean, there's all these different definitions and things you'll read online. But for me, it's really about inspiring people and helping people be able to create a movement, especially in my um, industry. It's very more like, how can you really influence a person? And that's really the people who are the leaders um, in our industry. So to me, it's more like, how can you inspire people to take some sort of action? Um, whether it is someone that's on your team and maybe they're an employee or someone that works for you, how can you inspire them to really create rather than it just be like, here are the rigid tasks that you do. Um, and so that's kind of my version of, of leadership. And I think some people might agree with it. Um, but I feel like it's really just about the inspiring piece.
0: Nice, nice. So was there somebody early on who saw that in you? Like, when did you realize Wow, I, I could be a person who inspires others to follow.
1: So when I was in high school, I had um, really wanted to just help people and serve people. I told my uh, counselor at school who had asked, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, oh, I just want to like help people. And they're just like, well, there's no money in that. And so then I was like, oh, I want to make documentaries for a living. And he said, oh, well, there's no money in that either. And I was just like, oh, great. I'm just destined to be broke forever. But so anyways, luckily I didn't listen to him and I was in my high school theater class and the theater teacher teacher asked us to do a monologue of what we wanted to be when we grow up. So I'm like, man, this is like a common theme right now going on in my life. But okay, so I wrote this like kind of positive, like motivational little three minute monologue. And I did it in front of the, the class. Right. And um, all of the students were like, wow, like it's so amazing and all this stuff. And then one person was like, oh, my gosh, you want to be like Oprah. And the person's like, oh, you want to be Tony Robbins. And I'm just like, I don't know who this Tony Robbins guy is, but Oprah sounds pretty dope. So it was like, I just. I just, I kind of always knew from like a pretty young age as a teenager that I could really help people and lead people. And then I did end up actually getting voted as the vice president of my class at school, Mm. even though I was like, the weird kid with a giant mohawk who was made fun of all the time, who was like completely different than everybody else who ran. And the only reason why I ran is because I didn't like the girl who was like running for it. So I was just like, she's mean to me in my choir class. So like, I'm going to run against her. And then I ended up like totally whooping her. And so anyways, like, I, I've always kind of known from a pretty young age that I was able to inspire people and lead people. And just the fact that there would be people that would like want to copy my hair color and like want to copy the way I dressed and things like that. It's like I always kind of just had that natural knack where people were just like, Oh, what's Kimra doing? And they just wanted to follow.
0: I would say that um you you have a very unique style and you don't shy away from it. It's mm-hmm. it's like just who you are. The word authentic was in the introduction, and I think you embody what that looks like. And that probably attracts some people and repels some people, right? Like there are yes. people who are like, I can't take this person seriously. And other people are like, wow, she's living a life. She's doing whatever she wants. I want to be like Kimra. And mm-hmm. did you ever like go through an evolution with that? Wondering whether you should, as you were trying to get serious about business, do the con- the con- kind of like the conforming thing? Or yeah. were you like, no, my unique selling proposition is that I am Kimra Luna.
1: Well, when I first started this current business, I mean, my hair, I had like longer hair, I had it like shaved on the side. So like, I still looked somewhat normal. Um, but I was kind of afraid about like my piercings and I actually would take my piercings out when I would do webinars and live streams and when I would create videos and stuff, because I thought that it would make people like not, um, want to work with me. And, um, and then, and I didn't even cover up my tattoos. I would wear, you know, make sure I wasn't exposing my tattoos. Um, and then over after a few months and just like being my personality on webinars, I was just like, Oh, well, I'm just going to be myself. And then I just started getting more crazy with my hair again. I put my piercings back in. People are like, oh my gosh, you got your nose pierced. I'm just like, actually, I've had this done for like 15 years. But yeah, you can think I just did it right now. Um, So I did kind of you know, I felt like, well, maybe who aren't gonna take me seriously. And then once I realized, you know what, it was the content that mattered. And people saw I knew what I was talking about. Um, It didn't matter, like really what I look like. And then of course, I validated that with people. I mean, if you look at someone like Kat Von D, I mean, she has tattoos on her face. And she is like these multi million dollar makeup company, you know, so it's like, Obviously, uh, people can be very successful business owners and still not look in the traditional sense like a businesswoman.
0: Mm -hmm. When when you were growing up, was there somebody else that you saw doing that that gave you hope that you could Um, be a grown-up and still be you?
1: I mean, I spent a lot of time watching MTV. So I was really into Madonna and like Janet Jackson. And they always had very like unique (laughs) style. They just dressed the way they did. I was super, super into TLC. Like I totally wanted like the T-boss haircut like all the time. And like my mom would like not get it for me. Um, But you know, like I was just like, so into just like I, celebrities and because I grew up in a pretty abusive home, but like watching music and celebrities was kind of like an escape for me. And they were the leaders that I saw. Like I always saw so much positivity in that. And I remember one time, Uh, One of my brothers had said, Oh, well, like all those people, they're just greedy. And I was like, What are you talking about? I was like, Janet Jackson just donated like $2 million to like kids in Africa. Like, what are you talking about? And I always saw people like in a celebrity status as leaders to me. And so I think I kind of always wanted like that rock star type of energy, which is something I obviously exude um, out of myself now. Um, But that was kind of something I was always kind of striving for because I saw them as leaders. They were people who created change, they were people who. Were able to motivate people. Um, you know, like when the Spice Girls came out, they're talking all about girl power and feminism. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know, and so to me, like, like celebrities were people I looked up to and created change. And so it's like I kind of always have, you know, tried to emulate what they are doing as leaders, um, you know, as well.
0: What part of the country did you grow up in?
1: Idaho. So I'm from a small town in so Idaho. A small
0: town girl.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh,
0: with funky looking hair. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hair yeah. Yeah.
1: That was me. I was I was that girl. Um, and I remember, um, I had dyed, I had bleached my sister's hair, and I had dyed my sister's uh, bangs pink. And it was like her first day for her first day of her freshman year. She's my younger sister. So I like dyed her hair and she went to school. She did her hair like that. The next day there was like 10 other girls with the same hair. And I was like so pissed at the time. But then when I look back at it, I'm just like, oh damn, I was like a trendsetter, you know, like, so it's like, I always feel like, you know, like it's kind of just this natural thing inside of me. And it's because I always like looked for these kind of celebrities and people that were creatives and artists. And I kind of incorporate that into my leadership. I always really believe in the collaboration of others. um, And I feel like, you know, I've always just kind of been driven in that way naturally, um, to an extent, you know, because a lot of that was just escapism for me. And then luckily, it turned into more of like, these are ways I can lead. Um, and I started booking concerts when I was 17 years old. And all of that was about creating community and creating collaboration. And And it was kind of, it's just natural to me. And so I feel like I'm kind of just like a born to lead sort of person.
0: Yeah, it was so interesting. I've been talking about the fact that there, it's sometimes hard for entrepreneurs <clears throat> to realize that the things they do naturally, that comes really easy for you, others aren't doing. So- you found a way to like, to like live boldly and live out loud and other people see that in you. And some people probably shy away from you because they get scared of what's in them.
1: Oh yeah. My person, they're not ready. Yeah. My personality is way too big for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> and, um- well,
0: even though I think for some <laughs> people it's because they want to be mo- more bold But they're not ready. And they like that, that makes them a little like, uh oh. But then other people are like so ready. But I imagine their way of being authentically themselves is yet different from who you are.
1: Mm -hmm, Um, Very much.
0: So you're always trying to help people sort of show up, right? And bring more of their selves into their business. Is that right?
1: Yeah. And really being, having like a brave form of visibility because Mm. a lot of people in my niche, they're service-based entrepreneurs and they can get kind of scared. They're like, oh, well, I'm a massage therapist. Like, should I still have piercings in my cheeks, you know, or like, you know, like, should I talk about political views I have on my Facebook page? Is that going to lose me clients? and, you know, there's definitely ways to talk about controversial things, um, and I like to make sure like it's okay to be somewhat controversial because it's really going to attract more of the people that are for you and repel the people that aren't for you. And and I'm okay with that, you know? And, and sometimes people are very scared to do that. Cause like, what's my family going to think? What are, you know, they're thinking, what is anybody going to think? And I'm like, you know what, when you walk down the street, people are judging you when you walk down the street and you don't sit there being like, Oh my gosh, I'm so scared to walk down the street and get on the train. Like, no, you go, you get on the train, you know, but people are judging you everywhere you go. It's just, You know, whether it's vocal or not, most of the people are judging you. They're not saying a thing. So like, why does it matter? You know, and it does take being a little bit brave. It does take take courage there's definitely posts I've made that have made, I've had to have a lot of courage to post the post where I have been like crying before I post the post because I'm so scared of the backlash that's going to happen, but I do it anyway because I know it's going to inspire my audience. I know it's going to make them, you know, take some sort of action. It's going to mm-hmm. better their lives in some way. And so I still post some of those things that might be what most people would consider really raw, really vulnerable. But to me, it's just, it, it's, I want to serve. And so it it enables me to be able to serve more people and lead in a better way uh, by being raw being vulnerable and being myself.
0: But it also sounds like there was a period of time where you were making sure that your content was really strong before you, you know, threw open the closet doors and showed all of who you were. The kimono moment didn't happen until you were like clear that people were attracted to your content. And, you know, the yeah. massage therapist can probably get away with if they're a good massage therapist. Like mm-hmm. if my massage therapist, like, you know, shaved half his head, I would be like, yay, you're an awesome massage therapist. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah. I just think you're awesome. Um, yeah. but I, But I think there's a certain level of credibility that you're talking about. That gives you a luxury. Uh, Scott uh, Scott yeah. Stratton is someone I just talked to about this, mm-hmm. and you know he has like this view that you know he he won't do a gig, a speaking opportunity, if uh, if they require him to wear a suit, because mm-hmm. like he says, but you know that's me now. Now at a point where he's getting twenty five thousand dollars for every mm-hmm. keynote, but he says you know in the beginning, if you want me to p- put on a chicken suit, I would have done that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like in the beginning, I'm like whatever you need, whatever you yeah. need. But now he sort of develops enough content, enough credibility, enough of a following that he can draw different parameters. Is that sort of the directory you're working with your clients on? It's like establish yourself and then showcase a little who you are to distinguish it, yourself.
1: It really depends on on the niche and what they're mm. going for because sometimes a person they'll have the, they'll come to me and they have this super, super playful personality. And then they show me their website and everything is so stiff and so boring. And I'm like, this isn't even you at all. I'm like, where are the jokes? Like throw some funny gifts on this page. Like what is going on? You know? And so, so sometimes they just need a personality injection in order to make sales because people really want to buy from a person nowadays they're tired of buying from like you know they hear all these horror stories about how these big corporations are treating people and all this stuff they want to buy from a real human and um especially if it's a service you know so i really feel like oftentimes injecting the personality into their websites and into their brand actually helps them in the long term because right. people don't want the stiff and they don't want the boring all the time. But it depends on their ideal customer. You know, obviously, if my ideal customers were all lawyers, I would not have pink hair, I would have regular, plain black hair maybe a piercing on the side of my nose, not the other lip piercings and stuff. And I probably wouldn't wear like weird chokers and other like weird accessories that I wear all the time. You know, I would dress differently depending on my ideal customers, but I would still have my personality on my website. I would still be like, what's up? Like, let's go to a gig tomorrow. You know, like I would still, I still believe in incorporating that into your brand because even if you are working with corporate, guess what? They're tired of all the stiffos too, you know? So it's like, throw some personality in there, make things fun and playful. And, you know, people are going to resonate with, with your personality. If they want to work with you, they want to work with you. And yeah, you might blow, you might lose some clients in the long run, but I feel just keep on asking. The more asks you have, the more yeses you're going to get. So keep on asking and eventually you'll find your peeps.
0: Well, and I think that um, they probably wouldn't be your ideal client two thoughts. One is they wouldn't be your ideal client if they required you to change yourself that much. since this is such an important part of who you are, Mm -hmm, right?
1: Exactly. And I mean, I have worked (laughs) with lawyers and doctors and people that, you wouldn't think would want to work with me when right. I'm just like this you know, punk rock chick. I mean, there's rabbis in my program, you know? So it's like, okay, obviously, you know, it's the content that it matters to them. And they're just like, this is the content I want. This is the person I want to learn from and I'm going to learn from them. And I have a lot of people who are like, you know, leaving corporate jobs and like wanting to, you know, start a side business. Yeah. And they're like, you're a breath of fresh air. They're like, oh my gosh, if I saw another person in a suit, I was going to like jump in front of the subway. I'm like, uh, please don't do that. That's not very good. Um, but thank you for the compliment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm a breath of fresh air to you because I am just myself.
0: Yeah. I was also thinking as you're talking about injecting uh, personality into a website, made me think about how when I launched my website at the end of 2015, I thought my clients were going to be corporate. So Mm -hmm. I had this like very professional looking speaker website. It's actually, it was a Michael Hyatt website uh, template. And someone was just talking to me, they're like, you know, kind of, it it, it looks a little too corporate now for the work that I'm doing today, Mm -hmm. which is with entrepreneurial women, with um, entrepreneurs, people, like you said, who are shifting from the corporate life to wanting to do sort of something on the side that makes them their uh, their passion project makes some mm-hmm. money. <clears throat> but my emails finally came around. I finally like mm-hmm. started writing stories in my emails that like are sharing some of that personality. And I, you're making me realize that it's important that every now and again do like a real assessment um, of of all of your assets and make sure that mm-hmm. you've updated your brand because I can yeah. see how some people might like me. I've been tinkering with the email for a while and I like mm-hmm. where it is and it's got that like personality into it, but then make sure that it shows up in everything else you're doing. And I I think almost an audit.
1: Yes. Yeah. So I usually do brand audits. I do those Mm -hmm. with, uh, with my clients. Um, if they really need one, because I'm like, sometimes I'm like, well, wait, this, this type of messaging is mismatching and, and things like that. And that actually happened to me over the past year and a half, because I'm going through divorce, I was a bit distraught. And it was very difficult to be creative, because I'm a creative first and foremost, yes, I have like the strategy brain, and I can do all that stuff. But it's I am a creative first and foremost. And it was very difficult for me to write emails and things like that. And Recently, over the past few months, I have kind of like this really new energy that's coming through. I have these amazing new projects I'm excited to work on. And I'm actually cutting out a lot of projects that, I've, that I have been working on over the past years and just kind of starting with a clean slate. And I recently started like, re, like writing emails again myself rather than having a copywriter write them for me. And my email rates have actually doubled. Because mm. I am just being myself and sharing more stories and sharing who I am. And those open rates matter because the open rates do equal sales for me. So I'm, I'm very excited about kind of like a fresh start. And so sometimes we do need to do that. And I even needed to remind myself to do that. You know, like, hey, camera, like people were opening these emails. Like, what were the top emails are open? I was like, oh, my gosh, the emails that I'm writing from my heart. Those are the emails that get the top opens. So okay, let's keep, let's start doing those. And so I yeah. have like a whole like thirty part like series that I'm writing. That's gonna like whenever people get on my list those emails will go out to them like over like, you know, a four month period of time, like just a bunch of emails that trickle out to people, just sharing all different types of stories and things I've gone through and, and just all how it ties into business and just lessons I've learned and things over the years. So I'm, I'm very, very excited. New fresh start for mama K.
0: That's awesome. And it also one of those moments of a, every coach needs a coach. You know, yeah. like it's important to sometimes have someone looking at us because it, it's hard yeah. to like see your own work in that way. So, yeah. uh, Kimber, I want to know what's most rewarding about the work you're doing today?
1: Seeing people be happy doing what they do. Um, I often get people that are like, oh, I have all these crappy clients. I can't stand them. Or they're just, they're trying to get out of some sort of situation. And just being able to see the transformation from point A to point Z where they're just like, they're sending me a message like, oh my gosh, Kimra, I just landed one of my dream clients. I reached out to them. I was, I was so nervous, but I did it anyway because you were just like, just go do it. And so I did it and they're like, I got them and I'm so excited to work with them. And that stuff, when I just just getting a message that says that is so incredible. And even like if someone wasn't my client, I get messages all the time from people like, so like, thank you so much for sharing these stories, camera. That's really inspired me to do this. or that's really helped me get through this difficult time, you know, and it's, and I think it's pretty much the same as like, you know, if you, if, if someone is a musician or something like that, I mean, how many times have you heard it? Like, oh my gosh. Lady Gaga song, like help me through this to- horrible time in my life. You know, like I want people saying those things about me. Like, it, like, that's kind of like the the vibe I want to have. I, I really love like, you know, like I said before, the rock star kind of energy. And it's like, well, what do rock stars do as leaders, you know, and People send those sorts of emails to them, people writing them letters in the mail and, and sending them things to show their gratitude towards them. And I want people to be sending that gratitude towards me. That's, that's how I know I'm doing my mission and I'm living my purpose is if people are still sending me those letters, that's, that, is the result, that is the result of getting myself out there, being visible and sharing my message.
0: So a takeaway for everyone listening is to really I want to underscore how important it is to send those messages that like when someone moves you really moves you to action mm-hmm. and you do something you maybe hadn't thought to, um, you know, I, I work with clients who they read a good book and now they're, they're, they're so attuned to the, my method of like relationship building that whenever they read a good book, they reach out and they yeah. send a message to the author, but they then look at their, their, you know, bookshelves and they think about all the books they've read in the last 10 years where they didn't do that. Wow. And it's like, oh wow, I could like reach out to all these people and tell them the impact they had in my life. Like mm-hmm. I just think just getting into the, like the mode of whenever you you hear something or read something, hit reply. You know, all these email lists that were on. Like there are people yeah. on the other end of them to say, like, hey.
1: And I read the emails. Like people think I don't read the emails. Like if it's an email to me personally and it's not like some tech support thing, like my team leaves the email for me to read. You know, I read all the emails. I read all the Instagram messages. I read every single Facebook message. And none of them goes unturned. And I have since day one. And that's even with getting thousands of them. And depending on the types of emails that I send out, I mean, there was this one I sent out just a few months ago. There was over 2,000 replies. And, and I went through every single one and it took me a few weeks and I, you know, I was like, you know, sorry, it's taken me so long, I, but there was a lot of emails, you know, I had to get through them all. Um, but you know, I do reply to every single one of people are sending me personal messages and personal stories because I feel like they deserve, they've spent the time to read my email they, they deserve that in return. And so I, I, I believe in that energetic exchange and I believe it really keeps my relationship strong with, with the people on my list. A lot of people might think of your list as like a number. I'm saying, no, I have a relationship with these people. You know, these people have, you know, raised their hand and said, they care about my story and they care about my journey. So I need to respect them as if they are in the same room as me you know? And so I give them that same amount of respect in time because I feel that they deserve it. If they've taken the time out of their day to send me a message.
0: That's amazing. I, I this is exactly how I think about this. I think about, you know, it's about an engaged list, not the numbers. Um, yes. I really want you to be uh, sharing with us just a little snippet of you, you went from a standing start, it says in your intro here. Uh, so in 2014, in may twenty fourteen a standing start meeting you you had no followers, no yeah. email list, okay, and now here we are four and a half years later. so like what was your initial plan? Did you even think about this as a tactic where was list building like something you were really? Focused yeah.
1: On? List building was something I really wanted to do because I had had a previous blog, which was like a vegan mommy blog. And it had got a lot of traffic, but I really wasn't able to grow my list. Like I really had a hard time growing my list. Like I was able to get all sorts of website traffic, all sorts of things like that but I wasn't able to actually grow my email list. I was really crappy at it. So I was like, okay, in my new business, I am going to list build like crazy. And so I started utilizing Facebook ads from the very beginning and webinars. And I started doing video ads. And at that time, people weren't doing video ads. So it was like kind of like a new thing. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be like cutting edge here. And just like, I'm going to make a video. And it was like, the video, I mean, it was so timid and like, like, hi, I'm Kimra. Hopefully you'll like my webinar. You know, like it was just like, it wasn't like, you know, the, like me, because now I'm much more confident obviously on video. Um, but it was really a, a big turning point for me because I saw how rapidly I could grow my list with doing webinar presentations and on webinars, I was able to be myself. So it was like a win-win because I was just like, okay, like this is like a strategy to grow my list. And there's all these other people saying that webinars could grow your list. So I'm just like, I'm just going to try that out. And so that's what I did. And, um, and it worked really, really well. Um, within just a few months, I had about 3000 people on my list. So it worked out pretty great. And then now we have over 65,000 on my list. And then with all my followers in my Facebook group, um, inside my, my business page, my Instagram, YouTube channel. There's well over 200,000 people now who are like hearing my message and seeing my story. So it's kind of been crazy.
0: So in the very beginning, though, how did you even know what to do webinars on did you know you I had did, knowledge to share?
1: I, yeah, I knew I had knowledge to share because I, on my previous um, blog, I had a f- person who was a family friend who was like, "Well, how are you getting all this traffic?" Because I was getting over a hundred thousand unique views to my to my to my mommy blog, and he was like, "What is going on? Like, what are you doing?" I said, "Oh, well, I've been using Pinterest, and you know, and I make graphics using this tool called PicMonkey. Like, Canva wasn't even out back then, you know." And I was just like, like, oh yeah, I use all these tools. So I kind of decided, well, I'm just gonna teach people how to like use these tools. Right. So my first webinar was just like, here's how you use PicMonkey to make a logo and make a banner for your website. Like that was kind of like the the webinar that I was gonna do. So I showed people this and they were so obsessed with it that it it ended up being like a two hour long webinar. So I did it the next week again, but like split it up into two parts and people were so obsessed. They ended ended up buying the replay of it. So it was like a $27 thing. I was like, oh, you could buy the replay of it. And I showed them how to do like everything. People were like, oh, this is so amazing. I had no clue people even needed to learn this thing. No clue at all. Like, and so it just, I just threw something out there. It's like throwing spaghetti at a wall or whatever. I just threw it out there and it worked you know and so yeah so it was it was it was really just it, it was very accidental i guess
0: <laughs> i love this so i think of this as an adjacent expertise where uh you learn something in the process of trying to like run a business and mm-hmm. it could be you know for you it was how to use this pick monkey for me it's like i've learned all about you know landing pages and lead magnets and uh, autoresponder email yeah. series and all this stuff that to na- to me now is second nature and it's so important and I and I'm like, how can you not know how could you be running a business for decades and not know how to do this? And yeah. yet I keep meeting clients and realizing, oh, that's something they actually need to know about, which you're actually giving me an idea. So what I what I do is this series of master classes, which is like not not a webinar in the sense of like there's no like PowerPoints and it's just more of a like content and Q&A, which is kind of yeah. the webinar, but webinars but I, are so yeah, overdone now. But I,
1: I Yeah, I kind of do that anyway. Yeah, like I've yeah. never been a slides person. People are like, where's the slides? I'm like, what are you talking about? You must have never been on one of my webinars. <laughs> right,
0: right, right. Well, it allows you to show more of your personality. Yeah, but yeah. I'm realizing I should be doing one on like all those things I just mentioned because yeah. those are the kinds of people I want to work with. They understand the value of that, but you're right. They need help. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's it's like fascinating how you've developed your your network. I'm actually curious, as you've done that, you you know, your reach is really expansive now. You know, before we got on, you were talking about how, you know, you've been trying to get on podcasts for years and there was a a point in your life where you were getting turned down because people didn't know who you were. And now those same people are friends of yours. So clearly you've done a lot to develop and deepen those connections. So, how do you nurture and sustain those kinds of relationships? I mean, not your close ties, but sort of that second tier out—the people that you know you see frequently, but you don't really work with them. You you like them, but you don't—you don't have a reason to stay in touch. Like, what's your sort of habits or practices?
1: Um, so I actually ended up moving to New York so that I could network and build more relationships and go to meetup groups and go to masterminds and, and just connect with more people. Like to me, that's just so important. I mean, before this, like my first business was punk rock and, you know, it's like, that was just all about building community. And so I, I need lots of people all the time. And I, um, you know, I just, I was living in suburbia in California and I was just like, ah, this This is is not for me. Like, I need to find some of my peeps. And so I moved across the country and with all the kids in tow, three kids, and, you know, just decided I'm going to come here and I'm going to build relationships. And so I actually have to put it in my calendar to follow up with people. Um, and the reason why is because, for one, I'm an Aquarius. So Aquarius is we are aloof. Um, if you know any Aquariuses, we will forget your name and that you even exist as a human being. Um, so it's kind of a common uh, tra- trait, but it's, and it's not very good when it comes to building relationships, though. So I have to remind myself. So I make sure... I have like a 30 minutes on every Friday on my calendar that says follow up with text messages because sometimes people will text me but on like your texting thing, you can't mark it as unread. So sometimes you're like, Uh, you know, like you forget to like get back to the person. I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's been like a whole week. Like I need to get back to this person. So I make sure I put it on my calendar to like follow up with people. And then I do the same thing with my Facebook messages because I get tons of Facebook messages of people be like, Oh, camera, we want you to do this or come see this or come to this event or blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay, I need a, I need a specific time so I can follow up with that or else I just completely forget.
0: Well, that's really smart. That's batching, right? Like,
1: yeah, it's it's like batching, following up with stuff. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have a personal assistant. So she helps, you know, if someone emails me and then, you know, we're like booking in podcasts, like we're spending a lot of time heavily, um, getting on podcasts over the next year. I want to be in at least on at least a hundred by the end of 2019. So it's a big lofty goal, but I think I could do it. So I just want to be in, I just want to be in everybody's places. Uh, but, uh, but, um, you know, so we've been doing a lot of, you know, coordinating, getting on podcasts and, So um, luckily, I have a personal assistant who really helps me with that sort of stuff. I highly recommend if someone's looking to hire someone, a personal assistant is one of the best things to hire, uh, because they can come in your home, they can go run and get groceries for you, they can like, so they're doing home stuff, but they can also do business stuff, too. So you can teach whatever you teach them, they can do, you know, so um, as long as they're a pretty competent, you know, person. Um, So um, I really feel like that's the best hire I've ever done, because that helps me uh, follow up with people. And I also just don't have a good memory in general. So I forget people's names. So when I put people's phone numbers in my phone, I always write down their websites, like on the notes. Um, and speaking, speaking of connections, Pat Flynn is texting me right now. So I need to talk to him. Uh, so <laughs> I know you love that. Um, but, uh, but anyways, I, um, you know, like I, I have to, you know, make sure that I'm remembering who the people are because I just don't have the best memory. So I make sure when I put someone's phone number in my phone, I put in the notes, like who they are, like what their website is, like what they do because or else I literally will forget who they are. And Mm so I just, I don't have the best memory. And especially if I am going specifically to like, you know, some sort of mixer or, or meetup type of thing, Um, I like to make sure that I get phone numbers directly. And then I, I, what I do is I hand the person my phone and then I say, can you, Hey, put your number in my phone. I really love to stay connected. And so they put their number in it and then I text them right then. I'm like, Hey, you know, it's Kimra. I'm talking to you right now at the bar or whatever. Um, and then the next day, because I already texted them, I can see, go through and see, oh, who were the people I texted last night? And then I could follow up and say, hey, you want to get coffee? Or like, hey, you know, if, you, if it's too busy to meet up, like, let's just get on a Skype call or whatever, you know. And, um, and that seems to work out pretty, pretty well for me when it comes to keeping up relationships and keeping myself top of mind when it comes to other, other, other people and things like that.
0: Yeah, I mean there's such that's really a very specific and and valuable takeaway that I haven't heard on this show before. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Cause I think most people are not as good at remembering names and details as they think uh-huh. they are. Yeah. And so you're like, I know I'm not good at this. Yeah. I also love the like um uh the the little uh, pop-up moment with Pat Flynn in the middle of all of that. He did, a yes, little, yes. He did well, like a I... little cameo in on the show. <laughs> so I told people, I just want camera, I want you to know I've been working with Jess to get him on the show. And we're still working out timing, but now I feel like I can say, yeah, you know, Pat was here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. I have to follow up with him. We're doing uh, an affiliate adventure, venture thing uh, later this year. So um, I need to meet. We needed a follow up. So, um, so yeah, (laughs) I was like, Oh, he's texting me right now. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, this is sort of a testament to how far you can go. Like you slash anyone listening if they really focus on list building early on and and basing that on valuable content. I think a lot of people, they just don't and even Pat has said this that he didn't early on like attach um, you know list building and 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 identifying how to how to get people onto an email list as as a strategy. Um, And he he built a whole like lead Um, program, website, without thinking about how to capture the names or even that that people were going to it early on. So I think like the fact that you'd had that experience for your prior business um, doing the mommy blog, I feel like that's almost the precursor to the success you've had that like you had to learn it somewhere and most people need to.
1: As I was growing up, I just, I had such a horrendous family. And so friends really became my family. And, you know, and I've even uh, told my current partner, I was like, you know, like my like whole like goal in life is, you know, take care of my kids, take care of, you know, my few best friends so that they're, you know, set for life and my sister and like that's it like you know like they'll, like I want to just take care of those people because to me that's my family my friends are my family mm-hmm. and you know it's it's different I think than other people who you know they have lots of family but like I like even myself like even for holidays like I text my friends and I'm just like oh just making sure like you have somewhere to go you know for the holidays because I know like some people they don't have they, they live in New York and their families are really far away and maybe they can't go home so I'm always like texting my friends and making sure like hey Like you have a place to go, you know, like I like like Mama K wants to take care of everyone. So that's just what I do. And I think that, you know, it's something that it comes naturally to me now. Um, As a young kid, though, I had a horrible time making friends. I didn't have any social skills because of the way my family was. Everybody was just mean to each other in my house. So I didn't really know how to behave. And I actually went into the library and checked out books on how to make friends because I didn't know how to do it. And um, eventually that worked to you know my advantage where I was able to you know really grow lots of friends, especially when I started booking concerts and being a punk rock world. And even now um, I have a, uh, someone that I hadn't even talked to in 12 years. And recently I found him on Instagram. We started chatting with each other and it's like, we're besties again. Like, not, like, like there wasn't even any time difference. And that's how you know you had built a good friendship with somebody. When they could talk to you, and they could just you know spill their whole life to you, you could spill their whole life to them, there's no judgment, like, and you guys are just like your best friends again, like that's how you know you had built a good relationship before.
0: I actually think that's an untapped resource mm-hmm. that everyone has, the people you already know. I yeah. think that eighty percent of the people you need to know. You've already met. I mean, this is not scientific. Yeah. It's just my gut. And that's yeah. people, it could be people from a decade ago or even 15 or 20 years ago. If you had a job with them or you went to school with them, you have some sort of shared experience mm-hmm. and you liked each other back then,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it doesn't matter if time has passed. and they've gone to a totally different direction uh, career-wise, Like that's the best. If you want to diversify your network, tap into your, the existing network you had from a decade ago because those people probably went all over the globe. And in mm-hmm. every industry, you know, and like, why not, you know, reconnect? And it sounds, you know, it's, it could be a happenstance or it could be also like every month you're going to reach out and just try to find one more person and just yeah. slowly build well, it back up.
1: Yeah. And this particular, you know, connection Um, it's actually gonna be helping me build like a separate business that I'm that I'm building. Like I told him about like what I was doing and all sorts of stuff. He's like, Oh, oh, you need connections with this, you need this person. Like he's like, I'll introduce you to this person. Like, I mean, and I wasn't even expecting that on the call. I was just like seeing, hey, what's up with you, you know? And like that's just what ended up happening because we both just happen to be, you know, business. We're kind of like punk rock hustlers, you know. So it's like we just happen to be that way. And so we just end up talking about business, you know, like it's just our
0: that's awesome.
1: So it's and you know, I just was like I had no clue it was going to end up being like such a really cool magical conversation that happened for for both of us you know so I'm able to help him and he's able to help me
0: I mean you created possibilities just by getting on that call
1: yeah like I just called him straight through the Instagram app like I was just like hey how are you doing and he's like oh I actually have like a Saturday off I just click click call like and so we were just video chatting right there he's like talking to my kids like showing my kids his cat like you know like we're just like chilling hanging out and it was just it was like no time had ever passed i hadn't even seen the guy in over 12 years
0: that's amazing yeah. so um i one of my favorite questions i, I ask people and this is wrapping up here is it you know when we're checking in a year from now and we're talking about like all of your successes in the past year i want to know what are we going to be celebrating what what are you most looking forward to and i know you've got a lot of changes on the horizon. So
1: yes, I have tons of changes on the horizon, but the biggest thing is my whole year is collaboration. So I am literally not doing anything unless it's a collaborative thing um at all. So even like my monthly membership program, the Freedom Makers Galaxy, I bring in other people to do trainings for my audience to help support them. I allow them to do peer to peer training and coaching each other. And it's all about just collaboration. Any courses that I'm selling this year, it's collaborations. We have a course on mental health for entrepreneurs. It's in collaboration with doctors and other people. I have a course on video marketing is in collaboration with other people. Like everything I do is going to be collaboration, 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 because I feel that that's my roots. And I'm finally able to like get back to my roots. Like, the divorce has been, it's been a year and a half and I'm just like, boom, like, let's get done with this. Like, and let's just move forward with our lives. And so, um, I also have a punk rock podcast that's coming out, um, which is like completely different niche. I don't know if it's going to make like loads of money, but I want to be doing what is fun. And so I'm going to be focusing on that. It's going to be super great. I'm doing it with one of my friends. And then I have a live streaming show, which is actually going to be a video gaming show um, that I'm be starting with my sister. So uh, like I said, it's all collaborations. It's all going to be fun. And I'm just going to stick to that and just keep following my instinct and, and go from there and we'll see what happens.
0: Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to be talking to you about all that you accomplished. You're so creative. You have such great ideas. No wonder so many people are on your every word listening to what you have to say. So Kimra, how can people... Uh, find you and follow your work?
1: Um, Some of the best places is Instagram. So Instagram.com slash Kimra Luna. I do a lot of Instagram stories. So you kind of get behind the scenes of my life and how I run my business there. And then YouTube is going to be a very heavy focus for 2019. So YouTube.com slash Kimra Luna. Is my YouTube account um, and then of course you can check out my website if you want to see spaceships flying around everywhere and get some free business trainings uh, my website is freedomhackers.com. hackers um, and that's there's gonna be some revamps on there too, some new courses and new things coming out in the new year um, but super super pumped, lots of lots of new things going on
0: that's awesome Kimra thank you so much for joining us I really appreciate it
1: you're very welcome and have me back anytime
0: I hope you enjoyed that interview with Kimra. Such a pleasure to speak with her and learn about her leadership journey. What is your key takeaway from our conversation? Something you put into action this week that you'll benefit from for years to come. Share what resonated with you in the show notes at ontheschmooze.com. Look for episode 130. That's also where you'll find all the links and resources from today's episode, including 10 books that I suggest you add to your Q1 quarterly goals. It's a really interesting collection, including White Fragility, Taming Our Gremlin, Profit First, and Dare to Lead. Check out the full list of books with links to buy them on Amazon at ontheschmooze.com. Again, look for episode 130. If you enjoyed this episode with Kimra, please share it with your friends and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's show. Remember, subscribing is always free. Are you a fan? That's awesome. I'd love to read your review in Apple Podcasts. It's easy to find our page at itunes.ontheschmooze.com. Thank you in advance, and I look forward to connecting again next week when I'll be interviewing another talent professional about their untold stories of leadership and networking. We'll explore their career challenges, work-life balance, and how they built a strong professional network on their way to becoming successful leaders. Until then, have an amazing week.